0: Welcome to Sport Management Review Insights. I'm your host, Vito Sobral. Every two years, we are awed and inspired by the athletes taking part in the summer and winter Paralympics. But less attention is given to para athletes outside these events, including their development pathways. So in this episode, we're going to focus on Paralympians and the policies that can lead to their development as elite athletes. And joining us to discuss this is someone who's published several articles on disability in sport as well as para athletes in both English and Portuguese. She's a researcher in the Department of Movement and Sport Sciences at Free University in Brussels. It's Jackie Patatas. Welcome, Jackie.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for the interest in talking about Paralympic sport.
0: It's our pleasure to have you and uh, from Brazil as, as well, so uh, e- even more special. And Jackie and co-authors Val de Bocha, Inga de Rom, and Jens de Rijka recently published Managing Parasport, an investigation of sports policy factors and stakeholders influencing para athletes career pathways. Jackie, I, I've read and, and studied sport policy uh, in, in several countries, Australia and the UK, a couple of them, but very rarely did I actually come across policies for elite para-athlete development. So how does this research, how does you and your co-authors' research help us understand this area?
1: part is a growing field. Uh, it, it, it is recently that we started putting party sport and Paralympic sport and paralympias into the discussion, especially when we discuss not only policy, but also elite sport in general. So it's a very, uh, let's say, new field that we are starting to explore now. And it is very important for nations to start to recognize how does policy play a role when you are developing a para athlete? What do a para athlete need? What is different from able bodied athletes? And how can you make paralympic athletes have a successful career pathway so when we think on the elite side on the elite elite sport when the athletes are competing internationally Parathletes would need similar support as able bodied athletes, but when you conceptualize parathlete development, it is very important to pay attention to the social culture and also contextual factors that would play a role in the Paralympic sport context and, and also in the Paralympic sport system when we're developing and implementing policies. I mean, disability in general, it's very marginalized in society until today. Still lots of love to improve when we think about the attitudes towards people with disabilities, Uh, the whole disability rights movement, uh, the culture that a person with disability cannot are not able to accomplish anything. And when when we put this in the sport context, there's still a lot of barriers, the for those people to access sport and also to find uh, accessible training facilities, for example, to find coaches with disability-specific knowledge. They are prepared to receive those athletes in their, the sports clubs and schools and everything. Uh, so this is important when we look at the sport context as a whole, looking at the policies since the, the person with disability is attracted to sport until they are in a, elite career competing internationally and everything so we wanted to bring all of this into light and to start the discussion on passport policies
0: you mentioned that it's such a complex issue isn't it a uh, para disability sport and so many different factors going on why was it important to, to focus on policies why do you think that was the place where we should start this
1: yes um it's a very interesting uh point to to start thinking because when we think about sport, we see a lot of uh, words. Let's say academic words like the studies being addressed on the integration to sport, uh, Paralympic sport to able-bodied sports, or, or how to to include people with disabilities in sport. But not much has been done on elite sport policies uh, in the part sport context and how this play a role in developing and how these are those are crucial for development of para-athletes and, and especially uh, aiming to reach sporting success so as as i said in the beginning part sports growing and it's becoming more professional professionalized and it's important now to include sport in policy agendas, uh, strategic planning to really include the, the, this population and, and Paralympic sport into the discussion when we are discussing sports. So it's very important to understand also how the disability will impact all of those policy implementations and how can we best support those athletes? What are their needs? Uh, what is important for a, for a Paralympic athlete to become successful since the beginning to the end of their career? So this understanding, uh, especially when we understand the whole complex context of disability and how this influence sport, then we will understand how policy development and implementation would be impacted by those factors.
0: How did you go about finding the, the right theory? I mean, we know all know research needs a, needs a theoretical underpinning. <laughs> like I go back to you have so many different factors going on here. How did you go about finding the right theory, and why did you think that this is the theory that works?
1: First, we, we started with the, the starting point of our research was taking the SPLIS framework. Uh, the SPLIS framework, just briefly, is uh, stands for Sport Policy Factors Leading to International Sporting Success which uh, this framework analyzes the quality of a sport system, taking into account account all the meso-level factors, which are the sport sport policies, factors, and and all of those sport policy factors listed in this place framework are important to achieving sporting success. So we started from this framework and we wanted to see how they would be transferable to the Paralympic sport context. How those uh, important Uh, sport policy factors would work in the Paralympic sport context. But in order to do this, we would have to take the disability sport, disability study lens to to be able to really understand and to put disability into the context. And before transferring uh, or adopting principles from the elite sport policy theories or elite sport policy uh, frameworks, we need to understand uh, the concept of disability and how this is this complex uh, con- concept will will play a role? So uh, one step to understand is to explore the general models of disabilities. Is what we do we we did in the in this paper we took the lens of the social relational model of disability to inform us uh, the particular ways of thinking and framing disability in the sport context. So we think that using this theory we could advance the literature uh because we took this um this framework for neighbor by sports but we frame using the lens of disability studies and and this is very important to take into account when we're addressing five sports
0: just on your research that the context um you, you picked was brazil now of course everyone knows brazil for for football but less so for, for parasport why was brazil a, a a good context here a good case study
1: Yes, indeed, Brazil is very famous for football. Well, we used to be good, at least, anyways. But uh, Brazil is also very successful in Paralympic sports, though. Uh, Brazil has been uh, growing uh, very much like exponential growth in the last 20 years. Uh, In the Paralympic Games medal tables, we were uh, figuring in the top 10 Uh, Since 2008. So Brazil is a very successful nation in party sports. We have several athletes in the top three world rankings. We have athletes holding holding world and Paralympic records. So the system, the party sports system in Brazil is very well structured. I mean, of course, I'm Brazilian. I've worked in that system. My PhD was about passport in Brazil and and this research as well. But I I, I do believe that the passport system in Brazil can offer insights and best principles to other nations where other nations could use some of the ingredients of the passport system and uh, take the best principles and adapt to, to, to their context.
0: Now, you did 32 interviews, which is huge. Um, I can imagine there was a lot of data when you, when you went through the transcripts.
1: Yes, yes. It was a lot of data. Uh, I spent like most of the year just analyzing the data. It was a, a very big data collection indeed.
0: So you've gone and done all these interviews. You've gone through the, the, the transcripts. After some, I'm sure some really deep analysis, what did you find?
1: Yes, as you said, it was a lot of data uh, and, and we were studying such a broad and big topic. And of course we could like stay here talking about the results and going into it, each pillar of this place and see how it plays out for a long, long time. But maybe I can just summarize some of the, the main findings. One very uh, important finding of this research was the importance of the coaches. Uh, The coach education and coach provision as a sport policy and also the coaches themselves as important stakeholders. It appears very strongly in our research how much the coach influenced the athletes since the beginning of their career until the end. Uh, and it's very important that the coach that is working in the part sport context would have para sport specific knowledge, not only knowledge on the sport, the, the sport itself, the Paralympic sport itself, but, all, but also on the disability uh, part. The coaches, they need to understand the implications of the, the, their athlete impairment and how, how this would influence training methods, how the classification that the athlete goes through will influence their training. So it's uh, it's a very specific knowledge that the the coaches uh, need to be very, very aware of. And, and also the classification system in para sports is the second example that I can highlight uh, what we found, found with this research, because the classification is what determines uh, not only the competition in Paralympic sports, but just briefly explaining is what divides the athletes into classes based on their physical ability. So this uh, will influence their, their pathway in general in, in a very strong way. And the classification also here we point out that it should be a priority in policy agendas because the classification can make the athlete very successful or not, it, and it will influence how they will go through the phases of the pathways, how the athletes will be identified as well, it will impact the elite phase, medal winnings, it will impact when they retire, when they transition out of sport as well, so it's a very big part of sports, and, and policy agendas should take this as a priority.
0: So it sounds like a really key aspect out of all this—the uh, coaching and, and the, the categorization—is that we have to understand them not as athlete, not just as athletes, but as people as well.
1: Yes, yes, of course.
0: It sounds like an important aspect for, for uh, able-bodied athletes as well. That, that we need this holistic understanding of sport policy.
1: Yes, that that's one of the findings. The 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 policy uh, approach in party sport should be uh, should have this holistic approach. Otherwise, it won't be uh, effective enough.
0: In the end, what does this all mean? How does this advance our understanding of the theory?
1: If we think uh, taking this split framework that we use to to cluster the sport policies, we can, of course, we the split framework is able-bodied sport framework but we use here as a starting point, and when we we did this research, we could now say that they split pillars, that the sport policy factors that uh, are included in this place model, they are transferable to the pilot sport context, but of course they need adaptations. They need to, to take into consideration all the disability framing, the disability uh, thinking how this play into, into context. Of course, then you can uh, use this, this place pillars, but then you have to, to, to make adaptations. But um, we can raise a number of policy recommendations and how we see uh, the priorities of for a policy agenda when we are uh, addressing the party sport context so one of the the policies that we can we can say is aiming uh, to raise awareness for um, sport opportunities because not always a person with disability would start practicing sport as a child Uh, they may start practicing sport later on in their life after they have acquired the impairment and normally they would start at a, at a research uh, as a rehabilitation center and those rehabilitation centers should have uh, professionals there that are aware of para sports and, and sports to people with disabilities and Policies aiming to improve the the education and the qualification of those professionals would be very important. So you consequently we would have more athletes participating in the pool and to be identified as talents. And of course, more athletes participating in the sports system in general. Of course, most important policy here is providing qualification and education for coaches since the beginning of the athlete career, because the, the foundation phases are very uh, important for a good development, right? Uh, and ironically, the coaches working in this foundation in the beginning, like when the athlete athletes are is still in the attraction phase, they are normally low paid or volunteer based. So the policies that aim to improve the qualification and education of those coaches would be very important. Also the, the providing equipment, because in party sport, we need uh, wheelchairs or processes or blades for running. Those kind of equipments are very expensive. So policy should provide, like uh, facilitate the loan of those equipment. And then they could start practicing sports without any problems, like financial constraints and, and everything, because it's a very cost a lot of money. and. To, to make a proper uh, attraction to sport, you need those equipment and those can be very expensive. So policies that aim to, to provide those equipment would be very important.
0: So Jackie, let's pretend that uh, a national sporting organization like Australia, the UK, Brazil has seen your research. They're so impressed and they've given you mountains of money and said, Jackie, do what you want. What would you do, Jackie, if you are in that situation?
1: That's a very tricky question. Um, (laughs) There's a lot to do, of course, but I would would say that when we are thinking on shaping policies towards para-athletes and Paralympic sports, uh, I have to say that the stakeholders that are involved uh, in determining how policy towards uh, people with disabilities would go, the, they will shape this implementation, but they need to understand disability first. Otherwise, it won't be effective. Otherwise, it won't be uh, well implemented to, to achieve sporting success and to have a very successful part sport system. So the stakeholders, firstly, they need to understand the concept of disability and how all of those contextual factors involved in this in Paralympic sports would play a role in policy implementation. So this would be the first thing is to understand how this works to, for them to be able to, to push a policy agenda that would be very uh, effective. Uh, and also it's very important to include the people, persons with disabilities themselves to include their voice, to include the voice of the persons with disabilities themselves in the policy process, because they know what they need, uh, and 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 it's better when they are included in this policy implementation, and, and also they have a, a lived experience uh, in this sense. They, they know w- what is to live with a disability, and they will know how an athlete would go from one face to another. What are the barriers? Where are the uh, what are the things that are important for them. And of course, like I said, considering the contextual factors as a very big part of party sports, considering classification uh, as an important part in the policy agenda too. Uh, accessibility in training facilities is, is very important as well. Otherwise, uh, you cannot have training practices. You cannot have clubs, you cannot receive persons with disabilities without having these uh, accessible, um, facilities. The, the, the thing that is more important for, let's say that the lack of knowledge, information and awareness is the biggest barrier that we have in party sports. Uh, like I said, accessibility is very important, of course, but if you don't have awareness, if you don't have the knowledge and information in society in general, it doesn't matter if you have an accessible building there, people are not going to get there because they don't know. Uh, if the parents with children with disabilities at home, they don't know that their kids can go and play sports, what is, why you have a very new and accessible training facility if you don't have anyone going there because they, they don't they don't get there because there's this barrier before. So before they start practicing sport, there's this very big part of lack of awareness that uh, should be broken first for them to be able to, to get to those facilities and really start playing sports. And also you need to have the coaches very well trained, very well prepared to receive those athletes. Otherwise you're going to get there, you're going to have accessible facilities, but then you don't have anyone to, to receive them and provide them with the best training methods and and to make them uh, enjoy playing sports and maybe uh, pursue a career uh, as an athlete, you know? So all of those small things are, are very important because it's one dependent on the other. So it's a, there is a combination of factors or policies or actions that you should do for an athlete to be able to really start an athletic career.
0: I think that's a a perfect and comprehensive implementation strategy that I think uh, would be great to see everywhere. Uh, Jackie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much uh, for talking to us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: And thanks for listening to Sport Management Review Insights. At the Sport Management Review website, you'll find all the latest research being published, including the article discussed in this episode. Managing Parasport, an investigation of sports policy factors and stakeholders influencing para-athletes' career pathways from Volume 23, Issue 5. That's it for this episode, but take a look. There's plenty more that you can download to your favourite podcast player. Until then, it's bye for now.